0: To the VIP Show podcast. This is Jose Testimonio bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP show. I'm your host, José Estimunio. Folks, I got a good one for you. You know, there's a lot of talk uh, about the economy, uh, em- unemployment, uh, real estate—you name it—and and I got I got somebody on the line today that's going to help us literally talk to us about the economy, but also help us crack their rich code. He's the author of that very same book. Is Jake Cortez in the house? Jake, welcome to the show, brother.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here and uh, share my experience and some of some of the ways that I'm looking at the market we're entering into. I love it, man, uh, and thank you for being here. Before
0: we we get started, we talk real estate, we talk business. One question that I love to ask all my guests is this: uh, Who was Jay Cortez, the little boy
1: before all of this, growing up? Uh, I was a very hyperactive somewhat mysterious child um so i was very curious i was very uh you know i needed some guidance uh, in certain areas because i would like to you know i had a bent for doing things that i wasn't supposed to do so that's why i was curious um and just flirting with the boundaries i like that i like the way you put that uh flirting with the boundaries um
0: Okay, would you say that the hyperactivity and 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 sort of maybe a risk taker that you were as a little boy, does that play well into the entrepreneur that you are today?
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd have the opportunities or be afforded the ability to live the life that I live now had I not taken risks. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. I think one thing that entrepreneurs
0: all across the world that are listening to the show can maybe agree with is that you got to be a risk taker. Entrepreneurship uh, its not for the faint of heart, um, as they say. Uh, tell me, you know, talk to me a little bit about what's happening, what's happening in the market, the economy, real estate. Are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? How do you see, maybe give me like a six month to, to 12
1: month overview? Yeah, I'm really optimistic because the asset class that I focus on is essentially the lowest tier, which, you know, me and my business partner were either building or buying mobile home parks. Mm-hmm. So, a mobile home park is, or a mobile home is manufactured in a factory, it comes on wheels, it's delivered, they take the wheels off and they set it. And we sell the mobile home. They rent the land from us, and it's it's a really good business for the the market that we're in. Any market, really, but especially now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's let me let me ask you. I mean, because it's a interesting sort of category after the class as you called it. Why mobile homes? I mean, how do you get into that?
1: You know, I. I fell into this industry by my business partner and I thank God every day for him Mm -hmm. uh, because once I understood the business, uh, I was like, why would I do anything else? So he called me one day and he's like, Jake, listen, um, if you want to be in this real estate deal, you got to raise $1.1 million. Never raised a penny in my life. Didn't doubt that I could, but, before I started speaking to anybody, I said to myself, let me just verify that this is a good deal. So my next step was to get somebody as tenured as Neil on the phone, listen to them pitch and catch. Once I understood, once I heard them pitch and catch, I knew how good a deal we had. And then I went went out and I raised the money. Again, I had never raised not one penny prior to doing that. And I was able to raise 1.1 million dollars through various channels and even okay. some of it on Facebook, which wow. that really blew my mind. Sure, here, here I have somebody like yourself. Prior to this podcast, we've never met, mm-hmm. but imagine you sending me a DM on Facebook like, "Hey, if the deal's still available, I'm good for a hundred thousand dollars." I have never met this person in real life,
0: and they're trust. I mean, they're trusting you with this, which is wow, man. It's which which I'm not surprised. Like I, you know, I I think it goes into personal branding and, and how important 1,000%. that is. And now, let, let me ask you, let me ask you, because I'm, I'm really curious about this, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, in our community are as well. You never raised capital before. You you didn't have the skill set, or maybe you did, but you didn't know you had them. Exactly. How, how does one go to raise money? Like, if, if I was starting, I'm like, man, I need to raise a million dollars for a project. How do I do it?
1: Well, first, put yourself in the shoes of the investor. Investors mm-hmm. first. Their first question in their mind is my principal at risk. Is my mm-hmm. investment is my $100,000 we syndicated across 10 people is my $100,000 at risk. Can I lose all my money? Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the first question. Okay. Second question, once they've determined okay, I won't lose all of my money because now we own land, you know, it's the land is not going to go to zero. They're not making any more, and there is a demand for the land here in Florida. So the first. Second, at worst-case scenario, like worst, like let's say we're not able to develop it like we thought, but worst-case scenario, we have to fire sale this property. What what does that look like? At worst, they would be able to at least get 25% on their money, at worst-case scenario. So $100,000, they'd they'd be able to make $25,000 on their $100,000. Right. That worst
0: case scenario. To to make to you're saying to make to so basically they'll get the hundred K back plus twenty-five, or yeah. you're saying, okay, okay, so that will be the worst case scenario. So th- there's no question about losing the hundred K. I mean, like you're like you you're pretty much guaranteeing them. I mean, I guess you can't guarantee it, but like closer, you 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 reassure them, hey, you're not losing the hundred K because if this the, if the development doesn't work, then we're gonna send send, we're gonna sell it's the them, right and we're and we're gonna just give you the, your money.
1: Exactly.
0: And you so, put that on paper, you put that on the contract?
1: So in the well look there's inherent risk in all investments sure yeah. so they have to look and weigh all of these things I can't put in a contract I guarantee that's just, yeah yeah for sure is, you know there's nothing guaranteed in life other than taxes and death right yeah. so so in this scenario it's like hey we bought this land the you make the deal when you buy it all right we got 195 acres in a in a city that's growing pretty fast for 1.8 million what's the city Crestview Florida Crestview Bruce. Florida okay 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 is
0: that, so, where is that where is that is, is that is that
1: northwest Florida? Florida it's so it's north and so far west it's in central time zone okay cool I'm, I'm in south Florida that's that's why I'm me too, me too. I'm in Miami I'm in Brickell oh okay we're close by okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, so the first thing like so if you're thinking oh I want to raise some money how can you Show the investor that they're not going to lose their investment, first off. Mm -hmm. Second, how can you assure that what you're putting in place is going to not guarantee the returns, but assure that you have the highest likelihood of hitting those returns, right? Mm -hmm. So I am thankful. Like, let's take crypto, for example. You could invest $100,000 and boom, your money disappears. Like, it's gone into the crypto sphere. Sure. Right. But with real estate and legacy assets, it's not like it just poof and it's gone. You own mm-hmm. something, so yeah, yeah. Think in terms of what can you provide an investor where their money's not gone. But also, what I had to help me is I have over two decades worth of sales experience. Now, mm-hmm. sales and investing is not; it doesn't always translate. Because if I get on the phone I'm like, "Hey, Jose, you need to invest with this," and then and then I call you tomorrow and. Hey, did you look at the? A lot of times, if you feel that type of energy from the person that's trying to pitch you the investment, you're like, "This guy's too excited." Yeah, He's too yeah. energetic. Yeah. Like, like,
0: like, like. Where's the Where's the catch? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where's the catch? Why? is there the, So it's not like that. It's like, hey, I have this investment opportunity. I'd like to present it to you. Take a look at the details. Go through the whole Google Drive. Look at the contracts. Look at the area. Look. Do your assessments. It either meets your investment thesis or it does not. Mm-hmm. And so the best answer is yes, the next best answer for me is no. Mm-hmm. either way, I don't care. I'd love to have you in the deal. You don't want to be in the deal. That's fine. next. So what did translate from sales to investing is volume numbers. I had to show mm-hmm. it to over a hundred people.
0: It's a numbers game, baby. It's a numbers game.
1: yeah no, no matter how you cut it, you just gotta you gotta move into that next pitch and yeah. not lose your stride not you know just boom put it out there
0: yeah no no i agree with man i agree with you brother and and i i think you know and you kind of said it i mean the the almost like uh, you know the less interest the, they're the ones that are interested they're the ones that want to make the money like you're already part of the deal right so like if it's no you it's next so i feel like the less Sort of desperate you seem, or the last freaking push you feel, you know, you 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 see him, The easiest is gonna be for you to close that deal, or, or get people to invest in, in in the project.
1: Right. Very very well, cool stuff, uh, man. But I, mean, I wanted to touch on because you okay. did it a little bit earlier. Yeah. What? So when I got that message in my my DM about like, hey, if the deal's so good, I'm good for a hundred thousand dollars. My first question when I saw this was one: What the heck have I been doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two was. How does this guy feel comfortable wiring $100,000 to a title company from a deal from a guy he's never met, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the question. And then what I I came to was Jay Cortez on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, every social media platform, there's continuity. You know, it's not like Mm -hmm. one name here. Like, you can verify on the internet that Jay Cortez is a real person, first off. Yeah. Second, I post frequently consistency yeah, yeah i have consistency in my post like i'm posting often I, I i wasn't posting as often as i am now but i was posting so this person developed a relationship with me and i wasn't privy to it just didn't even know mm-hmm. they've been following
0: your content maybe liking and engaging but you know it is it's a beautiful thing man it's a beautiful thing the power of social media
1: and then the third thing was the deal sold itself once they saw the operating agreement and that the investor that the investors are receiving their money before me and my business partner see any of the money. Like They're getting their money first. Nobody gets any money but them first, their investment back first, plus their return. Then we get our cut. Then they realize like it it was a deal that they want to be in. Because you said it earlier, there is more capital out there looking for deals than there are deals looking for capital. Good deals. That's right. You can find a crappy deal any day of the week. But mm-hmm. good deals, and if you're a wise investor and you have a very sound investment thesis, those deals are not easy to come by. Yeah, yeah, no, 100, 100%. And, and,
0: and you said it. I mean, you know, you, you, you're you consistent in your posting. Uh, there's continuity in your names, Jake Cortez, everywhere you go. I would add on, on the personal branding stuff, and I don't know if you agree with me with this, but... You know, I, I really believe that it's not the best product that wins; it's the best known product that wins. You got to be the best, but you got to be the best known. McDonald's is not the best hamburger, but it's the best known, right? So, exactly. how do you become almost omnipresent, right? How do you, how do you become every, how do you, because there's a lot of people that might be watching Jose Testimonio, that might be watching Jay Cortez, but they know they might not have the money, right? They might right. just be looking at you, looking at you, looking at you, and then. When you least expect it, Jake, they're gonna come out at you like the way they just did with the deal. Be like, "Yo, I'm ready to wire the hundred k." Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about. I'm I'm curious to know. I mean, I, I know you're a man of God, and, and I saw that on your profile. Do you believe? Do you visualize? Do you believe in manifestation? I mean, do you believe in hard work? Talk to me, a baby, a little bit about that that process.
1: You know, I think that there's all these like little catchy and almost like soundbite words that people use like manifestation is is just the process of uncovering what already exists right like i'm in the i'm in the realm already of creating and just to give you some idea if anybody listening to this Mm -hmm. thinks that has any doubts that they can do and achieve their dreams if i can do it one thousand percent you can do it because we didn't even get there. I'm not sure if you even went that, that far back in my history, but between the years of 18 and 22 years old, I got in enough trouble to go to prison for seven and a half years. I wow. didn't get out until I was 29 years old. I'm wow. 41 now. In a matter of 10, 11 years, I've become a millionaire. I live in a condo that that I like living. I walk into Brickell City Center. I drive a vehicle I like driving. I have an amazing girlfriend. I've built this life of peace. But my, my life my, in my early years, let's say from 12 years old to, you know, almost like 25, 26 years old was chaotic. There was a lot of violence. There was crime. There was a lot of, a lot of these things, but it it's not in the times that you're succeeding mm-hmm. that you're pondering life. You're on your boat. You're enjoying that's life. Right. That's, you, you're you're, that's right. That's right. You're popping bottles. You're not thinking about existential questions. But it's when you're in pain and when you fail that you ponder.
0: Well, what was your biggest lesson? And, and, and no, I, I didn't know this. Um, what was your biggest lesson when were were in prison? What was the biggest lesson? Like, Is there a takeaway that you're like, man, like, you know, this yeah, sort of got me to the place I'm today or part of it?
1: The biggest takeaway is impression equals expression. Mm. I was I manifested the physical representation of what I had going on internally. What I had going on internally was a lot of chaos. Hatred and resentment rot the container that keeps it. Hatred and resentment rot the container that keeps it. And I was rotting from the inside out because I hated and I resented my father. Because, wow. Wow. because Yeah. When I was 11 years old, he sat me down on the couch. He's like, look, Jake, it's not working out me and your mother. We're going separate ways. You're now the man of the house. And I have three younger siblings. And he left the next day. So not only was I confused, I became really angry. That turned to hatred, which then there would be outbursts of rage and all of these things because I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. So if there's one piece of advice that I can impart to anybody on this, you do not have to be behind bars to be in prison. Mm -hmm. And unforgiveness Mm -hmm. is the most common prison that exists. Ooh, that that's a big
0: one, man. That oh wow. The, the, folks, you are listening to the VIP show, your host Jose Justinio Cortez in the house, man. He's giving you the nugget, folks. This is something you got to put and repeat. He just he gave you like three nuggets into one. He he talked about impression
1: impression equals expression, is that what you said? Impression what you think about your rela- relationship with yourself equals expression. How do you talk to yourself? Do you say, "Oh, yeah. that you're so stupid?" That was an idiotic move. Why did you do that? And you spend an hour beating yourself up. What do you think life is gonna to do to you if you talk to yourself like that? Of course. It, it, it it's
0: mentally and it's gonna transform into physical stuff too, because you're gonna be stressed, you're gonna be angry, and you're gonna have all sorts of problems. Wow, man, that, that's a big that's a big one, man. That, that, that's a very, very big lesson. And I and I think the way that we talk to ourselves, you know, really has an effect in our, in our outer world. And right. Now, and that's really what, what you, what you mean by this, you got, a, you got a great book. It's a ink bestselling, uh, you're an ink bestselling author cracking the rich code. Tony Robbins um, endorsed the book. Yep. Uh, Kevin Harrington, I believe did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about this book. Why did you decide to write this book and maybe, if you could summarize maybe some of the biggest takeaways from the book.
1: Yeah. So it's been a, I mean, I've, I was released in 2011. I got off of probation in 2016. You know, when I was 22 years old, I got into an accident drinking and driving and somebody died. It was really bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So that last bid four and a half years, um, I spent a lot of time in introspection, Mm-hmm. Today, we have all our gadgets, you have your laptop, you have your iPad, you have your iPhone, you're jumping from gadget to gadget, conversation to conversation, you never get time to stop, and really pay attention to the stillness to to really, like, get in touch with how you feel about certain things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You mm-hmm. got kids you're raising, you got a job you're going to, you got a business you want to build. And it's all just kind of going with the motions instead of really paying attention to that still voice within that provides you the guidance you need to live a fulfilled and aligned life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every ascended master, everybody, you know, even in the Bible, Jesus, you know, you have Peter, Paul, everybody spent a considerable amount of time in solitude. Mine Mine was involuntary. But it was solitude nonetheless, and I took that initiative to dive deeper into myself. I wanted a deeper understanding of the world, but it begins with a deeper understanding of myself. And one thing that I can just say that's in that book is that we as humans can't change the world without first changing ourselves. Mm -hmm. If I want to bring more humanity to our world, if I want people to be more kind to each other, I have to be kind to myself. Mm -hmm. I have to be kind. I I had a drill sergeant in my brain until I was like 35 years old. I didn't realize it. Like, shut up. Get in line. Like, just move. You don't have time to worry or cry or, you know, bitch about this. You you, got to just move. And I I had no idea that there was a such thing as gentle self-talk. How do you want to speak to yourself? How do you want to get yourself in in rhythm? Like, do you want to, you know, mentally beat yourself up? Or do you want to just kind of coax yourself in the right, de- right direction? We're all human beings.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: We're all on having this human experience individually, but collectively, right? We have our individual journeys, but we're all sharing this planet together. Yeah, why not true. help? You know, why not help one another? Like, hey, I've been there. You know, like this is, I'd like to prevent you from ending up with the same mistakes that I ended up. This is what I learned in my experience. That's basically what's in the book. And then the cracking, the rich code is, why would I stop at just being free? Okay, I'm free. I'm out and I live a normal life. No, I don't want that. If I can have, you know, let's say I, I, I look up to a few people like Tony Robbins. I look up to Tony Robbins. I bought mm-hmm. his book with a pack of cigarettes in prison. I look up to Tony Robbins because he's impacting so many lives with his business. He has multiple companies. He flies private everywhere. But he started with nothing. And he achieved what he has now, which was a dr- a vision. And mm-hmm. this is another, another nugget I'll give to you guys. Vision gives pain a purpose. Mm-hmm. Vision so it, gives pain a purpose. Vision gives pain a purpose. So if you have a vision for your future and it's compelling enough, that little challenge that you're dealing with, that little obstacle that you've encountered, it's nothing in the face of your dreams. It's nothing in the face of your vision, and you're able to eat it up and just keep moving. But if you don't have a compelling vision for your future, you can pick every reason why this is the obstacle that stops you.
0: Yeah. Wow. wow. That's a deep one, man. That's a deep one. Before I let you think, Jake, I really appreciate you, man, being on the show and, and and taking the time and being so honest with with me and, and, and the community. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let you go, uh, What is Jake Cortez doing in 2024? What you got going
1: on? Talk to me maybe a little bit about your plans. Jake Cortez is moving to Panama City Beach. (laughs) Woo, there we go. (laughs) I'm moving from Miami to Panama City Beach. We are building the second largest mobile home park in the state of Florida. We've got a few other projects up that way. So I'm really just focused on my real estate projects, um, getting a better understanding of the mobile home park market and industry as a whole and fine tuning my skill set in the space and i'm also just as of recently within this last month i'm going to start like coaching okay you know, great. you know so so i'm going to be providing uh group coaching to those who want to take their life to the next level in business uh health and mindset i love it man i love it
0: very very cool if people want to work with you, they want to get into coaching, they want to get your book, they want to stay in touch. Where can people find you? Instagram, Jay Cortez. Just boom, you. boom. ECPC, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Cortez in the house, man. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.